To stay in shape, you have to hit the pavement. You have to put in some hard work and sweat along the way. Many of the same principles apply when it comes to money. Let's whip that portfolio into shape. It's time for Financially Fit with Kyle Hammersmith. Hey, everybody. Welcome into another edition of the podcast. It's Financially Fit with Kyle Hammersmith and myself. And we're going to talk about the secret to retirement success. Here's a tip. Get out of your own way. That is part of the problem. Well, actually, that's a big part of the problem that most of us typically face. It's us. The reason that we're often not successful is because we do the wrong thing at the wrong time because we don't really have the proper information to make good, informed decisions, especially when we're doing it ourselves. And it's certainly been very easy the last couple of years to do it yourself because the markets have been very favorable. Uh, and it's been, you know, everybody looks like a genius when it's been doing what it's doing. But right now, we're seeing a lot of issues, volatility massive inflation, gas prices, and, and that's got people you know, second-guessing things, and often that's when we get ourselves into some trouble. So that's the topic this week. Kyle, what's going on, buddy? How you doing? Doing pretty good. Just uh, looking forward to some, some stuff over the summer here, and then I, on Friday of this week, we're actually going to be uh, finding out the gender. We're doing like a gender reveal for oh, baby number three. Nice. So the first baby, my wife found out and surprised me. Second one, I found out and surprised her. Now the third one, we're both going to be surprised at the same time. Oh, that's cool. So we'll see what happens from there. But there you go. History's saying it's probably going to be a boy. Okay. Okay. Well, kudos and congratulations. And uh, yeah, definitely have to let us know. Yeah, we'll be dropping this one. Actually, by the time we drop this one, you'll probably already, I guess you might have already, already know. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but this will be right before, shortly before uh, Memorial Day. So we hope everybody has a happy and enjoyable Memorial Day weekend. And we'll find out on the next episode in June uh, from Kyle if he would like to share or not. But very, very cool. And, you know, as I mentioned, Kyle, there's a lot obviously going on. Uh, you know, you see this every day as well. People are starting to get fairly nervous. You know, the market is really, there's a lot of conversation out there. We're going to be looking at maybe the first prolonged downturn we've seen in a while. Um, the inflation prices, the gas prices, it's all stacking up to making people really nervous. And that's typically when the, you know, the fear and the greed kick in. That's number one on my list about getting out of our own way is buying or selling at the wrong time. That's what, that's what happens, right? I mean, in 20 April of yeah, April of 20, right? When the COVID stuff was happening, the market was dropping. Anybody who sold locked in those losses as it was dipping, right? And then if they waited a couple of months, it shot back up and then they're buying back in when it's really high. And that's that's the fear. That's the problem. Yeah, I mean, fear and greed is easier said than done, right? <laughs> right. Buy, <laughs> buying and selling, easier said than done. It's tough. You know, always my, the way I, I would tell someone is always be buying now. Do you have to sell to buy? Potentially. I mean, not everyone has cash and incoming cash flow. Fear and greed, I, I can't imagine that that would ever be beneficial. Um, if you're a fearful investor, I mean, you're not losing any, I mean, you're not sleeping very well. And over the last 30 years, you're you're, you're probably underperforming what the markets are doing. And if you're too greedy, um, it, 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 could, it probably has been very rewarding. But for instance, like if you were just all in on tech, you know, it's, it was very beneficial just because everything was crashing up. But if you're all, you know, if you're heavy on tech and like speculative, speculative stocks, you know, you could easily be down 50 to 60% right now. Yeah. Um, even though some of the indices are down 15 to 25. So, and that could sell you just, you know, then you're selling, even though you're out of profit. Um, but anyways, that uh, basically anytime in retirement success or investing success, 
I think it always comes down to having a, uh, a proven strategy in place. And basically how we use it is everything has to come down to fundamental and quantitative analysis, which I'm a believer in because it takes the human emotion out of what you're owning and when you're buying and selling. Yeah. Um, it, it removes the human emotion from that. Well, and I think that that's some of the real value brought to us by working with a professional like yourself because you're a little more detached as well, not saying that you don't care, obviously, about the job that you're doing. You care very much. It's a very important job, but you're not going to be as emotional about it because it's not your money. It's our money, right? But you're still going to be trying to do the very best that you can for us. But a lot of times, that whole our money thing is what really hangs us up and, and we just make the wrong decisions at the wrong time because we're emotionally involved. And so there's a bit of a detachment that working with an advisor brings, which I think is an absolute, absolute benefit. Now, another place we might get in our own way, Kyle, is making a choice on an investment or doing something with our money because we think it's going to be some sort of a, a tax improvement for us. Yeah. Uh, let me see here. That could be tax harvest. Let's just talk about tax harvesting. Okay, sure. So, in a taxable account um, towards the end of the year, you could technically like take a look at your account and say, let's do some tax loss harvesting. Let's let's sell some companies that are up and then also sell some companies that are down. And then in the meantime, the gains and losses will wipe each other out. Um, so that, that's that can be very popular, but at the end of the day, like nobody wants to sell low and obviously you want to sell high. So and you can't do a wash sale and, you know, you have to wait 30 days to buy back those companies. Um, making bad investment choices to save taxes could be just that. Maybe you maybe you do have some short or long-term losses in those taxable accounts so you can sell low so you can carry over some of those tax those tax benefits. But at the end of the day, I, I would say making wise investment choices should override saving on taxes. Yeah. Um, now, now I'm I'm not talking about long term tax planning, right? When right. we're talking about like Roth conversions, um, or you know, like spending down IRA money prior to Social Security. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about buying or selling to save a couple hundred bucks or a thousand bucks here or there per year, or you know, own, owning a stock for eleven months and then selling it before you can reap the benefit of the long-term capital gain after 12 months. Yeah. Just little things like that can, that can negatively enhance your returns. No, and I appreciate you clarifying that as well for folks uh, listening. So, um, all right, so let's go to number three here. A lot of times t- people tend to think, even, even in good economic times, it seems like, Kyle, people, we get stuck in this mode of, well, there's only two things I can do. I can either be in the market or I can just be in cash at the bank. And so leaving too much money in cash for too long you know, tends to, you're not making anything. We, at least we haven't been for a while. Now we're starting to see the Fed tick up and that's got people kind of, you know, interested a little bit, especially when they get nervous about all this volatility. They want to jump out and they go, oh, I'll just go to cash and I'll just sit there and wait. Yeah. I mean, I've talked to even some clients about this that, you know, let's, let's wait for the, the markets to drop some more before I get in. Or what if, what if this market keeps going down? But at the end of the day, you're still buying it at a discount compared to what the price is going to be in, in the future. And like, really, if you have over excess in cash in the bank, like you're basically locking in losses for the year at, you know, minus 7%, to be honest, because that you're locking, you know, you're losing purchasing power. Um, 
So, you know, you have to put that cash to work and now there's different places to invest it. Obviously Um, don't invest cash if you're going to need it in six to 12 months, but you have to give that money a chance to work for you. Cause the, on the other, your other, you're basically saying, if I'm going to keep this money in the bank or having too much cash in hand, like I'm locking in losses without even giving my money a chance to grow. Yeah. Uh, and very, very good points indeed here when we're talking about, and it's, I get it. I mean, again, we're not picking on anybody if you're feeling that way, but it's just one of those things. This is often why that's why we're calling the podcast, you know, kind of getting out of our own way. Sometimes we just do these things to our own detriment. Um, you know, also, what happens, especially in these kind of times, Kyle, is just the overthinking it to death, right? Well, now people get scared, right? So that we get into that fear conversation a little bit, which we touched on. And I should jump out and go to cash. Well, oh, maybe I shouldn't. Maybe I should just go ahead and ride it out. Oh, no. Well, you know, and so you overthink it to the point where you now you just freeze and you do nothing. Yeah. Those the professional financial procrastinators. Yeah. Literally overthinking every single decision. And I call that a wag. That's a wild ass guess. They don't really know what they're doing. <laughs> over over the last thirty years, you know, they're like, oh well, when I did it this one time, this is what happened. Or the last time I put my cash in, my market, my accounts went down by ten percent. You know, let's say, I mean, if you're going to invest that cash, you have to be long term minded. Saying, hey, if I put this fifty grand in, you know, there's probably a pretty good chance it could go down to forty. Sure, but there's also a very 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 good chance that. 50k can turn to 100k over the next couple of years. So again, it's long-term investors like right now, if you're truly a long-term investor, yeah. You are taking advantage of what's going on right now. You yeah. are buying good companies um, that have good revenue projections and they're kind of just their stocks are down because the whole stock market's down except energy, right? Mm-hmm. Um so you you're scooping up and taking advantage why these fearful or these people who use their emotions are buying and selling or going to bonds or out of bonds or whatever else it is. Like these red days that we've experienced for what, five months now, this is where true wealth is built. What happens right now is you buy wealth right now and then let it, you just don't know it right now, but that's what you're doing if you're taking advantage of certain stocks and funds that are down. You're you're buying your long-term wealth right now. And And that's a hard thing to do, right? So that's yeah. that's why well that's why everybody doesn't do it. What is the old saying? If it was easy, everybody would do it, right? Yeah. So that's where it kind of the rubber meets the road, or any other metaphor or saying you'd like to slap to that. Um, it definitely comes. It's tough, and and again, we we understand that's one of the reasons we do the podcast is to hopefully shine some light on things, so you can go, all right, well, maybe I should this or that, or at least talk with somebody. And that's I mean, kind we, of the, here, go ahead. one thing to keep in mind. I yeah. know we talked about it in the last podcast and sure. previous podcasts is. So let's, let's just say like, you're going to use four, you're going to pull out 4%, right? Right. So 960,000 of your million, (laughs) you need it to like work for you over the next 30 years. So like you, you have to keep that in mind as short-term minded doesn't get you anywhere. It's like, you have to put that other 96%, 95% of your money to work long-term and always make sure a portion of that money is always buying. So you're buying when the stocks are down, you're buying when the stocks are up. You have to do that through courses, either you're working and you're putting money in every two weeks or you're doing some type of dividend investing to allow you to buy these shares on discount. Mm, Yeah, okay, good point. Well, let me finish up with this last piece here, Kyle. A friend of mine kind of made me chuckle the other day. He said, 
he was talking with me and he said, you know, my neighbor and I, our, our houses and prices are almost virtually exactly the same. We're the same age. And he was talking about moving to cash like we were just talking about because of the volatility of the market and suggested that I do the same thing because we're the same age and our houses, you know, cost about the same amount. And I thought, why would you blindly take that advice? And he was actually pondering this. I thought, why would you take that advice from your neighbor just because you A, share a birthday and B, share the same housing price? That just seems silly to me, you know? And a lot of people, unfortunately, we do tend to listen to, and I don't think his friend meant to, you know, give him bad advice per se, but it's just like we tend to listen to people who are close to us as though they're a true professional. And it seems like the financial world is one of those weird ones where people do that and you go, why? Why would you do that? They're not a, they, their life and your life have nothing in common when it comes to your finances. Yeah. And who's to say what they're doing is the right thing? Like it, at the end of the day, like it's like your wag a minute ago. I like the wag, right? Yeah, it's a wild ass guess. No, if it, hopefully it works out, right? Right. Good, so you have water cooler chatter, maybe at the workplace. You know, there's typically there's always the person in your office or the the few um, that are always trying to tell other people what to do, like with their four hundred one k funds, or here's how <laughs> right. I'm invested, or here's what's working, or you know, blah 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 blah. And it's just killer, right? You know, it, it, yeah. they're always very emphatic. Yeah. But again, like everyone has goals and how do you want to accomplish those goals? Do you want big up, big ups and downs? Are you going to constantly time the markets and, you know, try and buy and sell at the right time, which is, you know, historically very hard to do is like, mm. get those right. You might be able to sell at the right time, but buying back in is the hard part. Numbers have shown yes, staying invested, but also always keep buying and looking for opportunities is more beneficial long-term. I've heard stuff as far as I've had, even my clients who I do a very good job at educating, but again, that temptation is always out there, right? Um, hey, you know, my family was just in town and talking about how we need to, you know, put blah, 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 and this much in gold and blah, blah, blah here. <laughs> mm-hmm. Kyle, yep. what do you think about that? Right. You know, right. just it is, it's not just that type of stuff, but it, Hey, you know, I have someone who said this Tesla chips going to, you know, boom the stock up. So, so, so it's like, in no world, you know, would you own twenty percent of your portfolio in Tesla? Like, if the Tesla stock jumps, that's great, but it's only going to make up you know a couple percent of your portfolio. Where if it does jump, it's not going to like make you rich. And if it well, we all fail, love the idea. Not, and if it, and yeah. if, it, if, it, if it fails, it's yeah. not going to like completely derail your portfolio. Right. Yeah, we all so, love the idea of a home run, but you have to do st- some of those things that right. speculative stuff within reason of of your true plan. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you're, you have to follow advice from one, someone who's licensed to give it information, like <laughs> you advice in what your best interest, right, yeah. you know, it's like, Hey, this Joe Schmo off the street's going to sell a house. But if, you know, something happens or I'm going to go hire a contractor here who has no insurance and yeah. all this other stuff, that's basically what you're doing. It's like, yeah. you're taking on all the responsibility of that decision and there's no yeah. like legal action for you, it. You used to joke with my, my buddy, we'll wrap this up. Uh, you know, he was a field medic in the military. And uh, he knows that I've have had heart surgery. And he's like, he's like, hey, I could stitch you up pretty good for some basic stuff. He's like, but I don't think you'd turn to me for heart surgery. And I was like, exactly. You're, I'm sure you're a fantastic field medic, but you're not performing heart surgery. So, you know, it's, it's getting the right advice from the right people at the right time. And that's one of the other ways that we get in our own way. So that was the topic of conversation this week on the podcast. The secret to retirement success is getting a good strategy and plan that was, is for you and then working with a professional and advisor to help you 
accomplish the goals that you're after. So hopefully you're already doing that with Kyle. You're listening to the podcast because you're currently uh, you know working with him. Or and if you are, maybe you know someone who could benefit from the message by you know, share the podcast with them. Tell them to check it out. They might pick up a couple of useful nuggets along the way or just have them reach out to Kyle and and get started for themselves. Anybody listening can find him at mocanwealth.com, M-O-K-A-N wealth.com. Again, mocanwealth.com. And you can subscribe to us on the podcast. You'll find it right there on the main homepage. Just drop down tab for podcast. But there's also a lot of good tools, tips, and resources to be found as well. So don't forget to subscribe, check us out, and we'll see you next time here on the show. We'll be back uh, in the first or second week of June with some new content. Kyle, thanks for hanging out, my friend. I appreciate you. Yeah, thanks for having me. Absolutely. And good luck with the uh, the reveal. And we'll find maybe we'll find out about that on the next show. So we'll catch you next time right here on Financially Fit with Kyle Hammersmith. Investment advisory services offered by duly registered individuals through Creative One Wealth LLC, a registered investment advisor. Creative One Wealth LLC and Mocan Wealth Management are unaffiliated entities.